On this episode of Ship City, the MOB hot stove is starting to heat up. Will the Red Sox make a move? The Celtics and the Bruins both fall back to earth with losses throughout the week. The Patriots lost the battle but won the war. All this starting now. Boston Sports Podcast, this side of the 495, made for the greatest fan base in the world. I'm your host, Connor, and joined by I'm joined by my good pal, Aaron. And just like that friend you always invite to your Super Bowl party, we're here to hang out, have fun, and most importantly, talk ball. Welcome to our fucking podcast. We did it. <laughs> we <got through> it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. We said right before this, fuck it, we'll do it live, and it, that, we are. That was a mistake. <laughs> this is the this is the epitome of that. <laughs> that was a mistake. Aaron, how are you doing, my good friend? I'm I'm doing I'm doing. Um, it has been a week. Let me tell you, too much has happened. Uh, coming off of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I hope th- everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. How about you? Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Oh, it was just terrific. Great. Well, I'm glad the pleasantries are out of the way. Mm-hmm. Now we got to talk ball. <laughs> we hope you did as well, but you know, we're here to talk ball and that's it. Yep. Well, um, so if you didn't pay attention this week, there was a lot of games that went on this week, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Celtics and Bruins. Uh, nine games total between the two, plus a Patriots game. So that's ten sports games that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Sports ball, yeah, round ball. Um, so before we, the uh, gotta gotta take my medicine. I I did go over again. again hey, my hey, I'll tell you what. I said last week you were gonna fall back to earth and go over, and it happened. Me, me, and Boston <laughs> sports fell back to earth this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, yep. I, well, I want it to be known. I did call the loss to the Hornets. Um, mm-hmm. Felt like a trap game coming off the back-to-back with no Derek or Al. I was right. I should have known that we were also going to lose to the Magic, which we'll get into. We always do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, and I guess to be fair to myself, too, there there was an extra hockey game that we're recording later than normal. That we didn't account for, but either way, they went one and three in our projected uh, in their slate when I predicted them to go three and one. And the one game they won was a game I thought they'd lose. <laughs> so, so you were wrong across the board. And then I said the Pats would beat the Giants because Bill would have too much pride. But <laughs> did they lose? <laughs> yeah, well. Bill might have had too much pride, but a certain a certain duo of quarterbacks said, nah, not today. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess let's let's start with some baseball. How about that? Yeah. So we're uh we're foregoing our usual baseball trivia that we usually do because we have a little topic to talk about. And do you wanna do you wanna do that before the Red Sox news or do you wanna just, you know, kinda 
do that after we cover. I mean, because really, we could do it before. Not much because not much happened. Yeah, it ties <laughs> into like everything else. But all right. So last week at the end of the podcast, I said that we would talk about a certain uh, MVP of this league uh, who is a free free agent. Free agent. He's a free agent. Um, Yeah. I don't know why that threw me for a second. But um, so today's topic, today's little debate topic. Do you want Shohei Otani on the Boston Red Sox? Yes. Uh, No. 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 Listen. I don't. And this is why we're we're on opposite sides here. <laughs> okay, I'm, this is a good debate topic then. So, mm-hmm. give me your side first. Okay, so the problem that I have with it, there's no doubt that the man is a generational talent. Mm-hmm. The problems that I have with a potential Shohei contract lie not necessarily in the direct immediate impact of it, but in the long-term impact of it. Because wherever he goes, it's going to be, what, like a 10-year deal, 7-year deal, something long-term mm-hmm. for how much money? 300 mil is what I've I've heard oh, get thrown brother, around. Oh, bump that up like 100 mil. Five, is it like five, 500 mil? I've seen like between... Like, like I've seen so much. Four to 500. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. So four to 500 mil. But the guy's had injury problems. There's not a guarantee that he's going to be playing... Uh, he's going to be pitching. He's not next year for certain, mm-hmm. but even beyond that, he's already had two elbow surgeries. There's not a guarantee that he's really going to be the same pitcher coming off of that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you got guys in your lineup already that are basically DHs. <laughs> so paying $500 million for a DH who is great now, but who knows where they are in seven years or six years or five years even. Is like it, that's what worries me. That's why I'm saying I'm saying no because that it's the long term. There's an, uh, no denying that the dude would be an immediate force coming into the into the Red Sox lineup, and I would love to have a guy like that. But I'm looking at like the long term impact of a contract like that, and it would it just does not. I am scared. <laughs> okay, those are those are fair points. Like obviously the elbow injury is a concern. I mm-hmm. am in the camp that. I, I do think he'll be able to pitch again based off nothing but blind hope. Um, <laughs> I mean, we did see, like, it, it hits closer to home, but, like, Nate Evaldi is someone who had mm-hmm. two Tommy John surgeries and is still kicking strong. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it can't happen, plus, but the fact that he's been hurt twice is rough. <laughs> you have to remember, too, he is a physical specimen. Like It's, it's true. It's no true. offense to Nate, but, like, Shohei is built. He is strong as hell like i if there's mm-hmm. someone who i can trust with like their recovery it's him mm-hmm. so this is more of a business aspect too of why they should do it no matter what they sign if they sign to like 50 mil a year they're gonna make that back within the year of within uh like the uh ticket sales because you're getting the best player in baseball you're mm-hmm. obviously going to start selling out way more than they did last year. Jersey sales. Jersey sales, concession sales, like all those little fees that go into like just the experience of going to the ballpark, you're going to make a lot of that money back. Then you have like the TV deals with uh, Japan. Um, again, that's another market that they can just explode with, which 
I personally don't care because it's not my money. I will see none of that profit. But mm-hmm. it's something where it's like, okay, even if if by year six he's just a DH, it, but you get five years of pitching, first off, that's still worth it in my eyes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I, I don't see him falling off like drastically. Like even if he can't pitch, he's still like a fifty home run a year DH. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know for how long, but you it, know, that's that's where I mean, that's where any contract speculation exactly. really comes into play. Like, but you can't be scared of what year six, seven, eight look like if you're getting like MVP level ball one through five that help you win like playoff games and compete for a World Series. Like, I am. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, if if the going rate was like five-year contract great but the fact that people are saying like seven years ten years like you when you get past those initial five years which might be great you're looking and and then the a guy falls off you know and really struggles i mean you're looking at like a John Carlos Stanton, Anthony Rendon, Patrick Corbin type situation where you've got a guy locked up on the roster for just mondo money and they suck <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's really gonna hurt but like rendon or i guess rendon didn't get paid by the nationals because they were yeah. smarter about it but they were able to they got a ring out of patrick corbin who like looks incredible in that playoff run yeah everything fell yeah but off. now he's just but it's like it's like with, um, like in football with like the matt stafford for jared goff trade everyone mm-hmm. was that was like the big topic or debate topic at least in Colts uh fandom because we were linked there and the argument was would you trade like those two future first round picks and whatever like salary you had to give him for a Super Bowl ring mm-hmm. which you do like nine times out of ten and that tenth time is just because you forgot to hit the button um, yeah I guess my my other concern really is in that we our roster the way it's constructed right now and not to say it won't improve but like if if Shohei turns into really a DH for the rest of his career and worst case scenario he doesn't pitch again mm-hmm. he can't pitch again or at least to any meaningful level where it's worth it for him to pitch mm-hmm. what happens when Rafi's defense breaks down to a point where he can't play third base every day and he has to be a DH or Massa for example who has already been talked about being just a straight up DH like what happens now you're screwed with bad with bad defense because you got you've paid a guy fifty mil a year for ten years to play D, to play DH. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those ones where like, a you you were you're you're not making Rafi a DH within the next five years, regardless if his defense falls off a cliff because of like the contract you gave him. With Shohei, mm-hmm. it's more of like an understandable thing because he is. Literally like a Cy Young candidate as well who can hit 45 mm-hmm. bombs a year. Um, Masa, yeah, I could see them maybe working a platoon with him. Maybe if they do sign like a Teoscar or a uh, Jorge Soler to get him like off his feet a bit. But at the end of the day, you have a lineup with let's, just the heart of the order is going to be Rafi, Shohei and Casas. 
that it's pretty that's good. terrifying. It's pretty good. I don't care that they're it's all pretty lefties. Good. Like <laughs> the thing is, they can all hit. Like Rafi hit. I want to say he hit thirty bombs this year. Casas probably could have if he didn't start slow and get hurt at the end of the year, and then Shohei obviously mm-hmm. did. Like that is just. That would just like cream so many genes of Red Sox fans. <laughs> oh boy! Well, on that note, yeah. but <laughs> let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us at Ship City Pod. Should Shohei Otani go to the Red Sox? Mm-hmm. Um. So there's a couple of little tidbits that came out with the Red Sox. For starters, Andrew Bailey has officially been hired as the head coach. No more. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, they were a part of a private workout for Yariel Rodriguez. He's a 26-year-old Cuban pitcher who was part of, um, I think he was playing in the NPB, but did not play at all because he was looking to get into the MOB. Um, I could see that you probably don't know who that is. Um, he pitched in the World Baseball Classic for Cuba, looked very good. However, everything I've read about him, he's probably a Tanner Houck type of pitcher or Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. Like maybe he can start, but his best work is going to come like in long relief. Like because he his fastball is up Fair to enough. like ninety eight. He strikes a lot of guys out, but like when you stretched when he was stretched out, it didn't look as good. Plus, his, gotcha. his contract projections are kind of all over the place. It could be anywhere from, like, 30 to 60 mil. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you do your due diligence, right? You got to yeah. check it out. But Yeah, because if, if you can – like, if they do sign him and he does end up just being, like, a weapon out of the bullpen, that's still a plus. But yeah, right, right now, the, it should be – the focus should be starting pitching and then, like, think about bolstering the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Which kind of gets into this next point. So, I uh, came out the Sox really weren't that interested in uh, Aaron Nola. Uh, I don't know if that was more of they kind of just figured that maybe they reached out and he was made it clear that he wanted to go back to Philly, but they didn't yeah. really get. The, well, we will never know. <laughs> yeah, they, that stuff never really comes out. Um, but they weren't in on him, which kind of is a surprise just given the their need for top-end starting pitching. Uh, and since he's signed, uh, Sonny Gray has gone to St. Louis. He's probably in that next tier down from, like, uh, the Yamamoto, Yamamoto Snell, uh, Nola tier. And then Kenta Maeda signed with Detroit. Uh, kind of not to fill their Eddie Rodriguez hole, but... I found he was actually, like, much better than you would think. Like, he had a, a mm-hmm. rougher year, but, like, the peripherals were a bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to, like, Snell's profile, but just uh, not as consistent. But then it came out, uh, Sean McAdams of Your Mass Live. McAdam. McAdam. One S. Sorry. Or no S. No, <laughs> Sean McAdam uh, of Mass Live had an article where it, he said that he had heard that they're not they're more focused on trade trading for starting pitching right now as opposed to signing one and then trading for another which is interesting mm-hmm. and he also said that uh they weren't in on cease yet 
Uh, I don't know. If, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's still early. It's still really early. They're doing their due diligence. Mm-hmm. You know, all these rumors about people, guys being in or teams being in on guys. I mean, it's very volatile. Yeah. I'm. I, it's hard to read into. It's it's easy to read into those things, but hard to really get anything out of it. Yeah. What I take from it is that uh, outside of like Nola and uh, in Sunny Gray's press conference, he made it clear that he wanted to be in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Outside of like guys who kind of knew where they wanted to be, and like Lance Lynn goes back to St. Louis, there aren't. It feels like every pitcher is waiting on Yamamoto, which yeah. So he's been posted. Also, Shota Imanaga has been as well. Um, but what has being talked about is he is going to take virtual meetings first, and then next week's uh, at the winter meetings, he's that's when he's going to sit down with the finalists. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Hopefully within maybe two, three weeks, we'll have some news with Yamamoto. Um, at least if he's narrowed down his finalists, that'll, that will be huge. Um, I think – now, obviously, it's a, it's, you know, it takes two to tango. You, can't, you have to you know, work with an agent to make a deal. But with – it feels like now is a good time to try to – try to sneak a move in while everyone is mm-hmm. focused on, you know, making their pitches for Shohei, making their pitches for Yamamoto. Maybe you sneak in Jordan Montgomery is in Boston because his wife yeah. is taking up a residency at a hospital here. Work something out. Like, yeah, right. Cause you're also at like 150 mil in caps or your, at your payroll is at 150 mil. You can sign Jordan Montgomery to like five years, one ten, one twenty, and then mm-hmm. go like to uh, Yamamoto and be like, "Okay, we got that done. We'll give you, we'll 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 blow you out of the water. We're gonna do ten for two, two sixty. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give you some opt outs in there as well. But like, you can make both those moves without waiting for Yamamoto first. Yeah, right. Because you don't want to be in... I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to be in the position where it's like, okay, we put all our chips in Yamamoto, but then he went to the Mets. He went to the Dodgers, and now... Yeah, now you're screwed. You're scrambling. Yeah. And I think that's why they're also doing a lot of their... uh, They're scoping out the trade market. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we talked about Corbin Burns of the Brewers being available. It came out that Tyler Glass now of the Rays is going to be available. Shane Bieber's available. Dylan Cease is available. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of very interesting names. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I even saw like Blake Snell wants to go to St. Louis, uh, not St. Louis, uh, Seattle, and they have a ton of young pitching. Maybe you can work out a deal there. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to to be as active as you can in like scoping thing these things out. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting for sure. I mean, like like we said, like there's really hasn't been any any real news, so mm-hmm. I guess we will uh we will keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. By not this week. Next week is the winter meetings. We have the draft lottery at the winter meetings. Stuff will be happening very shortly. Yeah. 
it'll start to heat up. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it with the Red Sox. Why don't we move on to some Celtics? Yeah, Celtics going two and two on the week, uh, losing to the Hornets and Magic, but beating the Bucks and the Hawks. Um, pretty interesting week. Uh, a bit rougher of a week. A bit of an injury bug going around. Yep, going around the squad. Don't, don't um, <laughs> so. Uh, both Porzingis and Holiday have missed games this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holiday uh, missed the last two games, this being before uh, tonight's Bulls game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's questionable to return today, uh, so I he, he'll be back in lineup soon. Luckily, nothing really that seems long-term for any of the injuries. Yeah. Uh, Porzingis had been out f- almost all week for left calf tightness. He left the game against the Magic, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Was it the Magic? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, with left calf tightness. Uh, but posted on uh, Instagram, an Instagram story today, that he, they had good news and that he will be back soon. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything major or anything that lingers. Yeah, I think they... Thank God. I think they said like they're going to let him rest a week and reevaluate from there yeah but i mean it's still early enough in the year where like this is this is probably a good time to see what you have in like the bottom of your bench because you you know like yep uh al pritchard hauser and Cornette. you know what they are what they're going to provide but you know, there's it's still early enough. You can see if Oshie yeah. Brissett is going to do something for you if he can figure yeah, out. Yeah, or shoot. like a like a Delano Banton or yeah. who got a spot start mm-hmm. yesterday in yesterday's game, and uh, Nemius Queda. Some Nemias wild Queda. names that we have on this. Sure, Nemius, Nemius, Nemius. <laughs> I don't care. No, it's it's Nemius. It's it's a hard it's a hard name. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, to your point, the, and they these guys have kind of stepped up. I mean, uh, I think it was it uh, was it Banton who came into the yesterday's game and like had like eight rebounds in like ten minutes, including like five offensive rebounds. No, I think that was that was Kada. That was Kada. Yes, yeah, that's Kata what it was. Had Fifteen minutes, ten boards, six of them offensive. Although uh, yep. half of them were just off his own misses. Uh, but still. still offensive boards, second chance, third chance. Yeah, points. right. Second chance points. Um, do you want to do you want to lump these like losses and wins when we talk about them? Because I feel like a lot of current or like uh, recurring themes are present. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they dropped their the first game one twenty one one eighteen in overtime to the Hornets. Um. Really, they started very strong. Um, mm-hmm. Tatum had forty-five. Honestly, kind of quietly though, because I've yeah. And this is something I want to talk about too. I feel like Jalen Brown has been getting a lot of the talk, specifically. Yes, and I actually had this on a topic Good. as a topic. Uh like Tatum had forty-five. Um, Pritchard had like four threes in the first quarter and mm-hmm. uh let me see what he finished at i want to say he had uh 21 off the bench which Sheesh. incredible five from eight from three um good for him starting to starting to get hot yeah but they just they just kept 
giving up leads. Um, yeah. Which happened in the Magic game as well. But, like, looking at the win probability, all the way up until, like, 33 seconds in the fourth, they had an 82% win probability. Yeah. And then it just choked it away. Hey, look. I mean, is basketball. Teams go on runs. Yeah, basketball is a game of runs. That's what it is. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to really put a lot because they've proven that they can um, really win games down the stretch. And also, they've had some games where you know they've lost some leads. Like, look, it's a long season. Guys are out right now. Mm-hmm. Guys aren't playing. You know, the the Hornets game was off a of back to back. So way, no you know, out. guys are tired. Yeah, but this, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it all factors into it. What what's more inexcusable? They shot eighteen of twenty eight from the free throw line. Yeah, that's bad. Including like uh, Drew missing the the uh, put away points at the end of the game. Yep, yep. Um, can't shoot sixty four percent. It's it's literally free. That's why it's called a free. It's throw. they literally they call it free, they call it free throws because they are free throws. Mm-hmm. Got to make them. Got to make them. I mean, to to the Hornets' credit, too, Lamelo looked awesome. Like he's such a mm-hmm. fun player. Uh, Hayward had his little revenge game. He had what twenty. No. Yeah. yeah, these losses will happen. Yeah, it, it, it kind of look. It's it, it's a long season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you did touch on something that I want to bring up, and it's this unsubstantiated, well, not totally unsubstantiated, but totally overblown hate that Jalen Brown is getting. Mm-hmm. It's it is blowing my mind. <laughs> like I get it. He he just signed his new contract. Mm-hmm. He uh, is coming off like third team All Pro or All NBA. Sorry, not All Pro. That's that's not football. Um. <laughs> and like the last image a lot of people have of Jalen Brown playing basketball is playing really bad against the Heat in the playoffs, where the yeah. entire talk was, okay, Jalen Brown, like, do you trade him? Like, he can't dribble with his left hand, which is it, it's so over. That narrative is so overblown. Like every game, yeah. there's at least I want to say at least like five to ten drives he has where he is saucing someone up with his left hand. Yeah. You know, it, it's the problem is there's a lot of things that 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 come into play. Um, obviously, yes, he's got some efficiency issues mm-hmm. this year. That's absolutely happening. He's also in a bit of a slump. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, shooting six uh, for twenty two against the Magic is will do that. Yeah, but at the same time, like coming off got, got a major contract, but also has had a lot of turmoil, a lot of pressure to perform well, and. A new player has come in, two, two really, but one new one who's really taken over a huge role and completely changed the dynamic of this offense mm-hmm. to a point where, like, Jalen Brown is not and does not have to be a primary scorer anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's like mentally he still has that, like, I have to attack mindset. Yeah. Whereas you don't need that. And I want to bring up two two examples from this week of what happens when things shift a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and he can be he. I've seen people on Twitter and online saying that he can't be, he can't pass, he can't whatever do. He's really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, guy's a good defender and he can make plays. He just needs to shift his focus. 
So, game you just mentioned the Magic game. Six for 22, forcing up shots. He had 18 points, two assists. Pretty pretty bad shooting game. Not not the greatest game altogether. Mm-hmm. Game before that, uh, the Bucks game. 10 of 16 field goals for 26 points and eight assists. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of game that you need to have where you... you Get your, you still get your shots. You still get 15 shots a game, but you're selective with what you're shooting. You 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 know you take the right shot, the one that you know you're going to make, or at least that you have full confidence that you're going to make. But also, you look to find your open guy. You know to find a dude like there was one play that I saw a replay of where he drove in, four guys collapsed on him as he was driving to the rim, and he kicked out to Hauser for an open three. Yeah, you know if you if guys are going to give you that attention. Use it to your advantage and make the plays for the teammates. I think that's the thing, too, because he's showing, like, his playmaking has gotten, I think, better over the course mm-hmm. of the year or his even his career. But you mm-hmm. can tell, like, uh, I want to say it was John Corrales, Locked On Celtics in Boston Sports Journal. He had a good point. Speci- it was specifically about the Hornets game, but I felt like it kind of carried over. Um, yep. The Celtics have a problem of like when they give up a run or give up a big play, they feel like they need to answer right away instead yep. of just playing yep. their game as it is. Um, yep. And I feel like Jalen's kind of like an embodiment of that, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. they need a shot right now. It's kind of like the Marcus uh, effect from last year or from his mm-hmm. entire career too. Where it's like, yeah. they need a shot, I'm going to take the shot. I'm the man! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it! <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're down by 15. Here's a 15-pointer right here. <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not the uh, the Middle East Baseball League where if you got a, the money bet, you can you can hit a double home run, essentially. <laughs> a double home run! <laughs> um, I was going to save that for the headline of the week, but yeah, I still will. Um, but yeah, like when... You shoot five for seventeen against the Hornets, like we said, six for twenty-two. Like you're forcing too much, and it's not falling. Mm-hmm. You gotta look to pass, especially since he does have really good chemistry with Kristaps already. Mm-hmm. I think part of like I don't want to because they did win the Hawks game without Kristaps, um, and he did look pretty good there too. But like losing Kristaps. It's going to suck for a bit, uh, for him at least, because that's one dude he knows yep. that he can play well with outside of Tatum yep. and uh, White. But, yeah, I think they just need to keep yeah. playing their game and not try to answer each big play with a big play of their own. Yep, and they're still finding their dynamic. I mean, Kristaps is really kind of overtaken mm-hmm. or taken over as, like, that number two option. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that those roles and, you know, where do I have to be on the court and how do I have to make a play to be able to set up so that I can take advantage of what is going on at all times versus like, how can I make the play to make something happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not all negative. Like they, no, nope. they beat the bucks on the, that's a good win. Thanksgiving Eve, uh, one nineteen, one sixteen. got, got a little too close at the end. Uh, but that's kind of why the the Bucks traded for Dame. He kind of took over in the last couple minutes. Um, but you had Jalen Brown, like you said, he had twenty six points but eight assists. 
Uh, Tatum mm-hmm. went 23 with 11 boards. Kristaps, uh, 21.6 boards. Uh, your three bench options all had double-digit points. Listen, when you're throwing alley-oops to Sam Hauser in a game, you're feeling good. Yeah, right. I think this was like one of the bigger games where the talk was all Jalen, mostly because, like, yeah, he threw a lot to Sam Hauser, of all people. And had an in-game, <laughs> not even like a breakaway, just like a contested windmill dunk. Yeah. Which was cool as all hell. Um, but, I mean, look, 2-2 two and two mm-hmm. on the week, still good. Yeah. Still in first place. So it's not like they're, you know, struggling. Yeah. and I mean, they beat... Like other teams yeah. <laughs> that we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. And to wrap it up, too, they beat the Hawks 113-103. Was it last night? Mm-hmm. Um, Tatum again, thirty-four points, nine boards. Uh, J- Jalen twenty-one points, seven boards. Big Al Horford game. This was the, mm-hmm. as some are calling it, the Al Qaeda game. Where I don't like that. Nope. <laughs> I don't Al like had that. 15, <laughs> Fifteen boards. Namias Keda had ten boards. Just one of the big problems with the Magic game was they they were just getting out physical by uh. Mm-hmm. apparent known Celtic killer Mo Wagner. Um, oh, my God. He's just averaging like 20 points against us since they got rid of him, which sucks because I know that you were kind of high on Wagner. Before. I like Mo. I like Mo. Yeah. Um, Would have been better than Luke Cornette. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Yeah. But. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they. They beat the Hawks pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're playing tonight against the Bulls. Now, do you? how much are, do you care about the in-season tournament? Uh, not at all. Okay. Me neither. Not a lick. But this is... There's no incentive other than, like, a cash prize. Like, 500K like, I don't, I don't care. trip to Vegas. Woohoo! It's like a normal weekend for these guys. Yeah, I mean, like, lower bench guys, sure, they care. But if you do care about it, the Celtics need to beat the Bulls by 23 points tonight because that loss to the Magic, I forget who else, but they need to essentially... It was just a whole string of things that happened. They need it to be a three-way tiebreaker so that their point differential can get them into the tournament, as opposed to a two-way tie with the Magic where the head-to-head will put the Magic ahead. Again, I don't care. I I probably... I care enough to know the conditions of them getting in, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's just another Tuesday night game, to be honest. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right, well, let's move on to the Patriots. Yes, you did it. Um, yeah, well, let's... if you didn't watch the game, it was shockingly close to a certain game in Germany <laughs> against the Colts. Oh, you mean it was a shootout, went down to the wire? Actually, no, it did go down to the wire. Actually. Well, yeah. it did go down to the wire. So, it was not a shootout. So Pats lost to the Giants 10-7. to Woo! Um, in the toilet bowl, yeah, in, as in the many are calling Super it. Bowl. Um, Pats fall to two and nine. Giants are now four and eight. What are your thoughts after mm-hmm. watching that atrocity of a football game? 
Oh boy. Well, um, I do have before I start getting into the negatives, I gotta get some positives yeah, out. Tommy of the DeVito way. looked good. <laughs> Tommy DeVito I you know what? I said last week that I thought I my prediction was that Tommy DeVito would light us up, and boy did he kind of do that. <laughs> he 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 had a touchdown. Yes. He was much better than the rest of the squad. That's he for was sure. much better than what was on the uh, opposing side as well. But again, before I get into the negatives, let's talk about the positives. The running game was really mm-hmm. good. Ninety-eight uh, yards. Stevenson, one tutty. Yep, Stevenson had twenty-one carries for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown. Elliott had nine carries for forty-six yards, each averaging at least four and a half yards per carry. That's really good production. That's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. The O line was solid, even with you know dealing with a little bit of injury stuff. You know they still had a good game, which is a nice change. Yeah, sorry, two sacks. Trent Brown continues to be the number three tackle in the league, according to PFF rating, which is wild. (laughs) And and uh, Unwenu is is up there too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and. Looked pretty good yeah. too. Forced. They gave up some chunk yardage early, which I was a little bit concerned about, but they really settled in. And man, that that defense has overcome so many injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I Jalen Hyatt, recent draft pick from the um, for the Giants, his whole mm-hmm. game is chunk plays. Like that's what he was doing mm-hmm. in Tennessee because he was just faster than everyone. That was something I kind of noticed too. Um, well, watching that game is just, yeah, it, there's so much, let me, let me start over. You are so much better as an offense when you have the ability to have a weapon who can average 20 yards a catch. Yeah. Um, the Pats, I mean, they don't have that. Like pop Douglas, he can do that after the catch, but like he's. Right. He's not someone where it's like you really are telling him like, okay, go like thirty yards downfield and we'll hit you. Well, I don't even well, think no, he that, could well, if that's he tried. Too. So we don't we don't know. Maybe he could, but they're maybe he could. Um, um but to 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 talk talk about the uh Yeah, we've been fluffing the Giants. What we're dancing around a little bit. Let's talk about the pets. Um well, and we're fluffing, we're dancing around the topic a little bit. The quarterback play was just so so bad. <laughs> Listen, they're they the quarterbacks average less average yards than both running backs. Yeah, Mac Jones was twelve for twenty one for eighty nine yards and two picks. Bailey Zappi was nine for fourteen for fifty four yards, one pick. That's an average of four point two and three point nine. That is, and I'll tell you what. That's. I'll horrible. tell you what. I'll tell you what. Look at air yards per attempt. I mean, literally the whole game was screen passes. Mm-hmm. If you watch the game, and I, I tweeted about it too. The the one touchdown drive that we had, uh, with with Zappy, I'm pretty sure he didn't throw a pass longer, like further than three yards down the field. It was just literally here's a screen, and then I'm going to run it. I mean, the longest. Longest reception was 19 yards. Yeah, they did have one 
But I'm pretty sure uh, it was a did... catch and run too. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a 20 yard yeah. down the field type play. It was okay. We'll give it to Parker on a screen and uh, maybe he'll make some guys miss. Yeah. Right. So it was. Yeah. It was a bad game. Um, obviously, Mac Jones benched at halftime for Bailey Zappi, who was just as bad. Um, ugh, look, there's no other way to say it, man. They're they're both bad. Just Bailey Zappi is bad. Like he's just not a good. He's not a NFL starter quarterback. No matter how good he was in the two wins that he got last season, mm-hmm. which people are still hung up on. Well. Because um, I think in those two wins, I think he looked more confident than Mac has ever since his rookie year. Where well, right. Like, uh, Mac? Go I ahead. I was going to say, confidence is one of those things as a quarterback. Once you lose it, like, look at what happened to mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Like, getting mm-hmm. benched. Uh, just looked horrible. Sam Darnold was number three overall pick. Once he lost his confidence in New York, he's just been bouncing around. Like, you just... Yeah. It's just you have it or you don't. It's hard to get that back. And they just Yeah, don't. well. Yeah, I, I, the the thing the difference between Mac and, and Bailey Zappi is like Mac has proven that he's got talent mm-hmm. and I still believe the talent's there somewhere, but the man is just broken. Mm-hmm. Like this team has broken him, whether it be the on the field play, the three different coaches on the offense in 3 years. Mm-hmm. Plus, having just absolutely stunted the most important year of development a quarterback can have with having a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach coach your offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just not performing well, getting benched, mm-hmm. having all this media speculation, having all this chat chatter down your throat of like, this guy needs to be like gone. Like that, that really weighs on a guy. Mm-hmm. And, I can't imagine it's been easy for him, and I feel bad for him. But really, I mean, it, he looks broken. He, he it doesn't he doesn't look. I mean, the on the field play is bad, mm-hmm. but more so than that, he looks broken. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where I don't want to say it's it might just be too far gone with him. Where because let's mm-hmm. let's also let's call a spade a spade. They're going to have to change the entire infrastructure again. Oh, a hundred percent. Because this Bill O'Brien was their the big get from to be their offensive coordinator, and it just isn't looking good. Granted, the weapons yeah. aren't great either, but like there's there really yeah. isn't much to even like point and be like, okay, well maybe if they do have like a better receiver here, it's just a broken offense. Which also, if- it's a whole, it's a broken, in, like you said, the infrastructures. I mean, if if they honestly think that drafting like a Caleb Williams or a Drake May and just taking him and being like, "You're the new Mac, do that," that was, a- and it's gonna fix everything. You're crazy. That's the thing I saw too. It was like I forget who it was on Twitter, but they were like, "No, because you cannot have like Bill Belichick be like the head coach for like." Caleb Williams or Drake May because he is I feel like it would just they would not prosper at all um mm-hmm. but the thing I mean I don't I don't th- I do think that you could have him as head coach 
but you need to really scale back about like how he's got his fingers in everything in that organization. Mm-hmm. Like you got to scale it back, bring in a GM, say we'll take care of the roster Hire, construction. Like- we'll get you we'll get you a good offensive exactly. coordinator. You know, we'll get you we'll fill out this team, the the infrastructure of this team, and all you have to do is every week go out there and put together the best team that you can to win a game mm-hmm. with what we give you. Yeah. And that I, the guy can the guy's one you know this is one of the greatest head coaches of all time. There's no way around it. Like he can do that, mm. but I mean I just think you know having all those extra responsibilities like that's it's just not working out. Yeah, scale it back. And I think it's interesting. Or let him go. <laughs> well, because that's that's what I was going to bring up too. Um, I think it's Adam Schefter who was saying on one of one of the many shows he's doing now that there might be like anywhere from seven to ten head coach vacancies this year. We ha- we got, mm-hmm. you know, Josh McDaniels got fired. Frank Reich, my old friend, got canned after 11 games. Urban yeah, Meyer well, made it 13. And, <laughs> he yeah, sucked, dude. He sucked. Terrible. <laughs> Did you hear the, te- uh, the Tepper press conference? He was saying that the plan was they wanted to trade up to one and then trade down to two. So that they can get CJ Stroud. And he said this. Like, it, there's a lot of speculation has been like, oh, Tepper wanted Bryce Young, but like Frank Reich, Josh McCown, like the entire offensive staff that they brought in wanted CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is the Panthers traded up to number one without knowing which quarterback they wanted. And they might have had a deal in place with to, to get accomplish that to get to two but the fact that they still went through with it did not know which quarterback they wanted to take and then just took bryce young because he apparently had like a good dinner with uh dave tepper like you you feel good about the the pats and the stability you've at least had Mm Hmm. yeah no yeah yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a really wild off season. Yeah. All I know is that they uh, they look like shit. Oh, and I also want to mention. Um, oh, you know what? I'll save it for my duds. <laughs> I'll save it because okay. I got I got one that's not not a typical one. Um, um, but before we move on to the Bruins, I just want to say, currently, uh, you'll be picking third, but that's just because the uh, you're behind. Carolina, which is the Chicago pick now, thanks to that stupid ass trade, mm-hmm. uh, and Arizona. But if you go toe to toe with Arizona, like you match them loss for loss, and end up with the same record, you guys will have the second overall pick, thanks to strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. You want to lose out? Don't, don't let other you. So. I mean, they're gonna try they're and gonna win. Try to that's win. just how it is. Yes. But because it's they're a, they're pretty they're bad it's, enough. It's a pride thing. They're not gonna like purposely lose. Yeah. But you you don't want to be in a situation where you don't have your choice of quarterback. You don't want to be in a spot where it's like, okay, well, we really want like Drake May, but now we're picking fifth. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess we'll be fine with Bo Nix or Jane Daniels at five. Well, I'm thinking. I, my thing is like. 
projections wise, and who knows how it's going to change now, but right now, projections wise, Jaden Daniels is going second round. Uh, but dude, I, I'm I'm considering like I could be totally convinced to pick Marvin Harrison Jr. and then pick Jaden Daniels in the second round if he falls. Well, but that's the thing too. Quarterbacks always rise. Um, yeah. Would you do the same thing with like JJ McCarthy? I don't even know. Oh, who he's, that a quarter- is. he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback from uh, Michigan. He maybe. Yeah. Uh, I you just have to maybe. get your choice of quarterback, and obviously pair him with a, a good yeah. either offensive head coach or good offensive coordinator. Tell you what, trade your uh, second and third this year. <laughs> Or trade your second this year and your your third and fourth next year, and trade up into the first round to do get two first round picks, and then you have Marvin Harrison and you get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Boom, done. I mean, yeah, in your dream world, you can. If, <laughs> in your dream world, let's say it goes Caleb one, Cardinals right two, maybe they trade back if you're not already picking two. So it's mm-hmm. then Caleb and Drake go one two. Yeah, take Marv, move up, get Penix, get Bo, get Jane Daniels. Could be a path to success yeah. there. Yep, but for now we got losing. Yeah, you got so the Chargers next week. We got the Chargers, mm-hmm. and it's uh, they're gonna lose. They're gonna just get absolutely peppered I, by that I team. I don't know about that. <laughs> they lost to the number thirty-one ranked defense. 32 right they lost the worst defense in the league the chargers though the chargers there no there's no chance there's no chance Staley's out he's one of those seven to ten head coach vacancies waiting to happen they got it's they're gonna find a way to lose there's no chance i i no no prediction sake i will say that they will the pats will lose but like don't be surprised if like the chargers do a chargers I would say there's probably about a 5% chance that the Patriots win that game. Hey, 5% chance is a lot. I mean, you guys beat the Bills, so. Yeah, well. Yeah, flukes happen. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the Bruins. Yes. Touch on them real quick. Yeesh. Not great. Not... Rough week. Yeah. Uh, they, since our last recording, went four, or one and four, sorry. Mm-hmm. Total three game skid. Yeah, three game skid. Um, they lost five four in overtime to the Lightning. Beat the Panthers three one. Then just got the doors blown off them. Gets the Red Wings five two. Rangers seven four, and Blue Jackets five two again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, you know, like we touched on in basketball, like. You know, it's a long season and these things happen. You have a, a little skid. I I I have a feeling, and this is purely speculation, but I get the feeling that they are um still feeling a little bit of the mental ache from this whole Lucic situation. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be really tough for some of these guys. I mean, Marshawn is not ha- he hasn't scored or, or assisted he hasn't scored in like seven games or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, this these are this is a guy who, you know, th- they've gotta be feeling some sort of like mental ick from the whole situation and it's it's you know it's tough yeah you know when you're not fully focused on on you know on games it's it's tough and for for better or worse you know guys play great they play not so great they play great they not you know it's Mm -hmm. it's a long season 
I'm not worried. No, I don't think there's really a lot to be worried about. Like, yes, like you're saying, it could very well well just be like a mental thing. Like this this icon of the franchise just got uh, is away from the team indefinitely for something completely shitty that mm-hmm. he did or allegedly did. Yeah. Um, cause like the lightning game, that was like a be- nice back and forth game. Um, mm-hmm. just kind of, they just gave it up in like literally with like five seconds left. They let, uh, Steven Stamkos tie it up. And then ju- I think I was reading that they, it was a bad line shift that kind of mm-hmm. allowed, uh, the overtime goal. Like those, it's going to happen like that. Like, you're gonna lose yep. like a close, gritty game like that. You know the the five twos and seven fours though. Those are those, those are bad those losses. are the stinky ones. Yeah. But um. Hey, they, beat, we'll get them beat, next time. Beat the Chief. Panthers. <laughs> they beat the Panthers at least. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, goalie struggles, mm-hmm. defense struggles. It all happens. Yeah, I mean, DeBrusque. Just got his second and third goals this week. And mm-hmm. from what I know about him, he is a goal scorer. So I. Yes. And also Matt Patris got yes, a goal. Our, our young yeah. king. Patris tracker. <laughs> Patris watch. <laughs> the, the thing is, because I, I was watching that game, couldn't find a less enthused person about scoring a goal <laughs> down 4 nothing. Goal. <laughs> It's like Tim Duncan anytime he scores a basket. Yeah, it's just like it's like Tim Duncan windmill dunk and he's walking down the court it's, it's like the, he just had to, he, he just had to put like he th- just got called for jury duty. It's like <laughs> it's like the Kawhi meme. It's like where it's him dunking but it's just straight faced. Like everyone else is like screaming or like yelling and he's just like Yeah. That's funny. Damn. Um anyways. Yeah, no, there's little some other news surrounding them. Um, mm-hmm. I just exited out of my document. That's not good. Um, so they were linked to. There was some rumors around Patrick Kane in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, help with the the offense at least. But and the thing yeah. is too, especially since I don't know hockey that well, Patrick Kane is a name I knew. Yeah, I I assumed that he was very good. Uh, if I had known his name, he was. was. Yeah, I don't what, know. He's like thirty-five. I don't know if he is anymore. Coming off like hip yeah. surgery or hip injury. Yeah, uh, but I mean, look. Somehow, uh, hockey players last a long time. Like a guy like Yarmir Yager was contributing well into his mid to late forties. Yeah. But like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't think he would have helped on the defensive end a uh, uh, ton, if any. Could mm-hmm. just be like a hey, we might give up four goals, but if we can score six, we're fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Anyways, so I guess looking ahead, I think we're got a bit more of a quieter stretch coming. Um, for the Bruins, we've got yeah. uh, they play Thursday against the Sharks and Saturday against the Maple Leafs, and then Sunday against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, so. So three games. All at the back half of the week. Yep. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say th- they're going to rebound in a big way. Three wins. Okay. Let's go. Roll tight. <laughs> <laughs> go Bears. 
Um, <laughs> go, go, ba- da bears. Da bears. <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two and one. Try okay, to be a bit conservative. I think they'll beat the the Blue Jackets second time around. Maybe mm-hmm. are the Sharks good? No, they are not. No. They're gonna. I'll say they'll lose to Toronto. All right. Oh, we got to do Celtics. Um, cool. Well, well, let's do. Yeah, we also since we're talking about predictions, uh, Celtics play this week uh, tonight against the Bulls, and then Friday the first against the Sixers, and then they are off um, until December twelfth because of the in season tournament. Mm-hmm. So, uh, two games. What do you two think? All right, <laughs> all right. Now, as Travis Kelsey right. would say, did you? All Did right you now. See what's been <laughs> happening with um, what's his name, uh, Kelly Oubre. So, no. he's been away from the Seventy Sixers because he was hit by a car. Oh yes, and yep. then it came out like the police reports were like we don't know, like we looked at the cameras where he said he was hit. We saw nothing. Then, like, a mm-hmm. ring camera video came out of him, on, like, coming back to his house on a bike, like, completely disheveled, as if he got hit by a car. And then it came out today, like, oh, he's probably going to play against us. He might be available against the Celtics. Such what? a weird stretch. Yeah. Speaking of weird, uh, weird situations in the NBA, there is other stuff that we are not talking about at the moment until... Things totally settled down uh, with a certain player on the Oklahoma City oh. Thunder. Oh, yes. Let's not talk about that until all the details are out, but there's there's a rough situation going on over mm-hmm. there. So you can do your research, but you know, it's there's still a lot of investigation going on, so it's it's right to keep quiet on it until we know all the facts. Yep. But a certain player's career might be over. <laughs> uh, I'm not even when when a certain player is ever trending with Carl Malone, you, you yeah. you're never a good. You're never gonna <laughs> or Wander Franco yeah. really. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna click that and be like, wow, what a, what a good wonder. thing that just happened. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, well let's do studs and duds real okay. quick. I wrote mine down, but I do not have my book with me, so I'm gonna shoot off the cuff. All right. Well, I'll start then. Uh, my stud for this week is, and I totally lost it. Um, okay, I'll go then. My stud, Chad Ryland, missing. Ah. missed the game time kick at the end of regulations. Listen, the man is for the tank. He knows that team needs <clears throat> Caleb. It needs Drake. It needs Marvin. Um, my yeah, well, maybe. Uh, my stud this week, actually, I do remember, uh, is Craig Breslow. For the specific reason that he has come into that organization and just kept everything tight-lipped. Yes. That ship, they cannot get anything out of that team right Listen, now. And that's the way it should be. I, I get the people who are like, uh, give us something like, oh, they met with Jordan Montgomery during the GM meetings. And then it's like, oh, okay, we've signed like a couple minor leaguers and that's it. Like, give us something. But those same people last year were like, I'm so sick and tired of being the interest kings. Like, I mm-hmm. hate hearing about these people that we're not getting. The only news yeah. I want out of, like, the Red Sox right now is 
we just signed Yamamoto. We just signed Otani. Yeah, right. We just traded for right. Juan Soto or something. We I want to hear a move. I don't want to hear. Oh well, they were they were talking to um, Blake Snell, yeah. and uh, maybe something gets done. A classic. <laughs> what you you mean? You don't want a classic Danny Ainge situation where after the trade deadline is like. Well, we were in on guys, but you know, I would rather hear nothing than like, I don't know if you saw this and that's going to be like the main uh, phrase of this pod. I don't know if you saw this. Andy Martino, (laughs) he writes, he's a Yankees reporter, made a big post about how the Yankees were such a strong suitor to the point where they saved uh, the number 18 for him, which in, in for Otani Yamamoto, sorry. Oh, for Yamamoto, like, yeah. In Japan, 18 is, like, reserved for, uh, like, the ace. Um, yeah. And everyone started dunking on him, like, hey, like, the Cubs have 18 available. The the Dodgers have 18 available. The Red Sox have 18 available. And he's like, well, the, the Yankees are the only team that are saving it for him. Like, do you think if Adam Duvall were to recently... <laughs> Who cares? If Duvall, if, well, first off, if that actually mattered... Nobody's touching 18 until Yamamoto signs. I don't care if they bring yeah, right. back Duval. They're like, hey, man, we know we have a bunch of 18 Duval jerseys. They're on a way. Yeah. Burn them. We're Burn donating them. them to charity. <laughs> you are now uh, 87. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Um, my, I'll, I'll do my dud this week, too. Um, my dud this week is Chad Ryland. Yeah. Two, Just two like he was your stud. Two sides of the he, same coin. He missed a 35 yarder for the second week in a row. Listen, he is 66% uh, efficiency on the, uh, on the season, which is if you're not familiar with kicker stats, bad. really bad, really bad. Listen, he in comparison, Nick Folk is like ninety nine percent. This is it's like perfect. Like Mac Jones, Chad Ryland, you want these guys to suck this year so you can get your quarterback next year. Sayonara. Go yeah. get ready to learn Canadian because you're not playing. Any- <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's your what's your dud for oh, the I gotta week? I remember. Um. Uh, I one I had a couple, but one of them that I remember, the hanging from the rim technical foul. Jason Tatum <laughs> got called. I knew this would be brought Jason up. Jason Tatum got called for it. It's so fucking stupid. Like, I think it's getting a little overblown, but I agree. Like, if they're gonna really, if they're gonna do it, it don't pull up. Exactly. They're, but also. Like, you know, give some leeway to a guy who's swinging like just, that. Like, you know, to the hoop, dunked. And, like, if his moment, if he just let go, his momentum is, like, taking hit. He's going to land, like, on the back yeah. of his neck. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I get it. You don't want, like, these big-ass dudes, like, hanging, bending the rim. But, like we were saying, some of them are, like, if I don't hang on and like get my momentum back under control, I'm gonna break my neck. I'm gonna like break an ankle. Mm-hmm. So that's one of them. And I, I want to say like Bruins defense was another because yeah, probably because it's been bad. <laughs> can't give up like what, seventeen points or seventeen goals in like three games. 
not great. Yeah. Same no, with goalkeeping. Not good. Which is a shame because they yeah. were doing so hot. I, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be fine. They'll but be back. Just, it's just this week. They'll be fine. Yeah. Just this week, guys. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up this podcast. So if you like this episode, leave a rating, comment, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, share it with your friends, you know, do all that fun stuff. Uh, it means a lot to us. We really work hard. And um, you can follow us on Twitter at Ship City Pod. Um, for all sorts of updates we do uh live uh, every sunday live live tweeting the uh the patriots game so you know um and then uh also you know be on the lookout for for more uh for more interesting stuff from us you can check out our website pressplaymag.com for more interesting stuff not only sports related but also you know video games movies all that fun stuff uh there's a lot going on so check it all out there uh, and um, without further ado, Connor, hit us with that headline of the week. Pablo Sandoval hit the world's first six-run home run in the Middle East this week because they have a money bat rule where if you hit a home run during your money bat at bat, it counts for double. So he had a three-run home run, counted for six runs. All right. <laughs> we will see you next